The Pinball Network is online. Launching. Just another pinball podcast. All right. Well, hello. This is uh this is my name is Joel Engelberth, and this is just another pinball podcast, episode number 34. I have not said those words in a very long time. Um, I actually haven't recorded an episode in a very long time, but um just to yeah, so weird situation here due to work traveling and vacation next week. And I know Travis and Tom, they had super series and other work commitments. Uh, me and the triple drain guys, we were supposed to record tonight. I'm literally sitting in a hotel room right now in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, basically some work commenced with um, commitments came up with Travis and Tom was just running out of energy after not sleeping for like four days streaming that whole tournament. Um, so we all decided not to record last minute. But here I am sitting in a hotel room with nothing to do. And I know I was excited and anxious to talk about Expo. And so I thought to myself, who could I record with potentially tonight and just talk about Expo? And 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 I was thinking, well, there's two reasons I picked the person I picked. And one, I thought of Travis and I said, well, who's Travis obsessed with? And who does he really want to be the third co-host on? So I thought of Loser Kid. And I thought of my co-host here tonight, Josh Roop, um, with Loser Kid, because I know he is very excited for Expo for multiple reasons. And yes. so I, I sent Josh a real quick message and I said, is there any way you'd be available for a podcast in 45 minutes? And it responded back with one word and it said, definitely. <laughs> and so here we are, Josh, thanks for being on tonight. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here last minute. Well, it worked out perfectly because I was just getting my kids to bed. And when you texted us, you said, could you do in 45 minutes? I was like, that'd be perfect. Cause once these kids fall asleep, it's, it's kind of everything ramps down for the night and we just chill. So I told my wife, Hey, Joel wants to record. Is that fine? She's like, totally. So it worked yeah. out perfect, man. I, it was, it was perfect. Stars aligned. Did, did your wife actually know who I was? <laughs> like, or did she just, if she just knew you wanted to record a podcast? <laughs> I, I think so. She, yeah. she, uh, She's not as in depth in the pinball hey, no. <laughs> world as I am, so yeah, yeah. I usually That's... have to relate stuff. I, I it usually is like Joel Engelberth, and then followed by Triple Drain, or you know, Perfect. just another yeah. part, you know. TPN. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. Okay. Hey, that's fine. I don't, my wife doesn't know anybody. I think she knows Travis and Tom just cause I talk enough about him and Zach obviously, um, because he's come to our house, you know, with games and whatnot, but, but yeah, let's, I mean, really the point of this podcast was just to talk about pinball expo. So, yeah. um, I know, unfortunately I am not going this year. We have a, uh, we have a family vacation. It's on my wife's side of the family. All of us are going, and it was picked based on my nieces and nephews fall break, which happens to be next year, next week. So it lines up perfectly with, with expo. So I unfortunately won't be there. I know Travis and Tom will both be there. So if you happen to see them, definitely say hi, you know, give, give them both a huge hug, kiss on the cheek, whatever you want. They love it. I know they love it. And, um, but yeah, hopefully you can say hi to them, but obviously Josh, I know you and your co-host Scott, you guys will both be, be there as long as a bunch of other, you know, plenty of other pinball media. Um, that should be there for Expo. Yeah. Well, and it was weird, too, because a couple days ago, uh, someone had posted a pinball celebrity list of yeah. signatures they needed to get. And somehow I was on that list. And I was like, I, I don't know if I've made it or like I just like this is just weird to me because I, I've never want someone to never had someone want my signature before. So it was kind of weird. Yeah. 
to be yeah. on a list of, of pinball celebrities. I, I just don't consider myself to be that. No, not at all. Shout out to that guy because he said his daughter's coming and he wanted to like put together a notebook to have her like meet different people. So I don't know if that means her his daughter's listening to all this stuff. But yeah, to be on the same list as like George Gomez and Dwight Sullivan and Keith Elwin, like, yep. come on. I mean, that's I was humbled. I was on that list as well, as well as Tom and Travis. So uh, that, that was pretty cool. That was definitely really cool. So um, obviously, I don't know that guy's name, but if you happen to be listening, that's thank you. That's that's incredibly kind. Well, it's going to be so weird that you're not going to be there either because my, my first pinball expo experience, like a lot of it, I remember you being there. <laughs> and I think one of the standout moments was because obviously Scott and I have been doing this for four years now. I'm just used to doing the podcast. And it, it, sometimes it weirds me out that people like know my life. And then I realize, oh, well, they listen to the podcast. And then, you know, I say stuff on there. Mm-hmm. But we were writing back with you from Pinball Olympics with you and uh insomniac nick and you're like it's like i have my own live podcast sitting in the back seat because scott and i were talking with you (laughs) yeah it's like well what was comical was as i was driving up to chicago i happened to be listening to loser kid and so here i am now in chicago listening to loser kid it just happened to be a live episode that was being recorded in the back of my seat you know in the the car so it is weird it is it, it is really interesting meeting other people that stream or do podcasts because we're so familiar with obviously the way they look or the way they sound. And um, so if anybody listening, please, by all means, uh, you know, say hi to, to anybody and everybody you recognize, you know, the reason we're all in this is because of the community and um, the, the few of us that are crazy enough to, to create media, whether it's a podcast, a stream or whatever. I mean, we're just as passionate about it as anybody else. So, I mean, we're all human. Come say hi. And uh, we'd love to talk pinball with you for sure. So I, I am very, I am excited because it's family vacation, but I am also very sad that I won't be there. So, but um, I know last year we recorded um, a triple drain episode and we just talked about expo, what to expect at expo basically. And um, I knew I wanted to squeeze in a podcast real quick and just kind of go over that because um, it's next week. I mean, it's, it's almost here. So um yeah, Josh, I know let's just we'll just go through the list here. So manufacturers, um, we'll start with Stern. Why not? Um yeah, what not? what do you expect Stern to have or present? I know it's Chicago, they're there, they're local. Last year they had a whole bunch of games. They had just revealed Insider Connected. So that was like kind of our first taste of Insider Connected out in public yep. and trying to get some achievements. Godzilla know, was everywhere too at that oh, point. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. What I do, see I think we see Bond there. I think okay. regardless if it's a Batman 66 style where it's behind some velvet ropes and you just see the box of lights or you actually get some time on it. The video that we have seen is very, very early code, but granted a lot of that was filmed back when they were supposed to do IAPA in Europe. That's a month, month and a half ago. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb, say the code's a little bit further. Uh, it's definitely going to be a, a, a test to see what they bring. I Gomez talked about the 60th Keith Owen uh, 60th Bond edition and I, that's really what I want to see but I highly yes. doubt we see it there well I think they've said what officially the game the the Gomez Bond will be streamed Jack Dangers is going to stream that on October 18th so yes the fact that they're streaming it I would I would it seems like a lot of what they haven't revealed was they said it was because licensing approval or problems with licensing approval. So if they're actually streaming the game, I'm I'm interpreting that as they got approval. So my hope, I mean, there's been a lot of conversation about this. The little bit of code that we have seen seems very um, new. It seems very basic. It almost seems like they had a, a version of code that was unique for 
just the show to kind of demo the game. So I'm really hoping we see kind of fresh or new or, or much more in-depth code um, because they've had a long time. They've had a long time to work on this game. So um, I'm hoping I'm, I'm with you. I hope Bond is there. But if it's not, um, I would hope you're like, yeah, I would hope they at least show it, you know, even if they don't let you play it. But I'm I would be surprised if the Keith Elwin Bond is is there. Um, I just I don't know. I don't really know what date they're waiting for um, to reveal that. But um, but I just don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't think they're going to reveal it at a show. I think it's probably going to be revealed. It's, it's probably going to line up with some sort of license or event. And I thought I heard rumors of there being some bond licensing or licensor event sometime in December. So I don't, I don't know. I have no idea when the, when the Keith Elwin bond is going to show up. It's so weird to me because this last week we had the 60th anniversary of bond. It was last Wednesday or something like that. And it seems like if you want to reveal a 60th anniversary bond pin, you would do it on the 60th day of bond Mm -hmm. or 60th year of bond or whatever. I, I just the whole thing is so weird and abstract and I'm kind of almost to the point as Zach Manny and Des Creasel when they talked on the pinball show this week. It's like this is so it, we've done almost two months of this. Yes. And I'm just, it's we're all burned out on it because I think Stern's burned out on it. It's, it's a rough a, licensor. Yeah. It's a whole lot of we don't know. And yep. um and we've been saying that we've been saying that for a while. And every time we get a little more information, it's due to a leaked photo or a crappy, as as Zach was saying, yam cam version of uh, of some pinball, you know, footage. So um, I I think it is great that we're going to have the the dead flip stream. That'll actually be you know a high quality stream of the game. And yeah. then I do think the fact that they have announced that stream, I think there is you know a decent chance that it'll be there in some capacity. Um, so that'll be good. Hopefully, we'll have some actual answers and a decent presentation of Bond. Um, but outside of that, I would be very surprised if the Keith Owen version's there. And um, I would just guess they're going to bring plenty of other games and, you know, they'll all be insider connected. Maybe they'll have like an exclusive Pinball Expo 2022 badge, you know, something like that. But should be a good time for sure yep. with Stern. They um, they know how to make a good exhibit. So and they also they have a whole they sell a whole bunch of merch there, too. So definitely bring, you know, prepare yourself if you're a Stern fan. Um, they have their T-shirts and everything like that are, are there. And it's it's really nice. And, um, you know, that's the place to go <laughs> get some signatures, because I know I, I ran into Dwight last year, Dwight Sullivan and, and Tanya was there. So if you have certain games that you like, John um, Borg was there. I mean, there's a whole bunch of great designers and stuff that are walking around. Keith Elwin, um, all yeah. those people. Gomez, Zombie Yeti, they were all there. Gary Stern, we ran to him yep. during yeah. it. It's just, they're all there. Yeah, it, it should be a real good time for sure. Um, so that's Stern. So next in my mind, I'm thinking American Pinball. So American Pinball, um, don't really know what uh, what they're going to have. My guess is, I mean, they Legends of Valhalla, I'm assuming. I mean, last yeah. year... They had just announced Legends of Valhalla, so that's where they had a whole row. They probably had like 10 of them on one side, and then the other side, they had Hot Wheels, Oktoberfest, and Houdini. And then what was funny is as the week went on, there were less and less Valhallas and more and more Hot Wheels. (laughs) So my guess would be we're going to see a lot of the same. Um, And I just don't, I don't, I I would be very surprised if they were going to reveal anything else, um, mainly because they just announced a whole new pricing model for legends of Valhalla. So I don't, I don't, I don't think you really want to announce like, Hey, we have a whole new version of this game. And then a week or two later, 
reveal an entirely new game because I, I feel like you just killed you know the hype um or what hype's left for valhalla so i don't i don't know do you agree with that or you think there's a chance something may be there i disagree i think that they might have something there and the reason being is may they're restructuring all this because their new game is going to follow the structure they've set in place for legend of valhalla i know it's a little tweak towards the game but overall it's a system that they could use moving forward it's a little convoluted and i i still didn't get it listening to dennis creasel i was like what the heck is going on here? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so I just need to look this up. But we all we all know that Galactic Tank Force is coming. Uh huh. Yes, we do. Yeah. And who knows with these production delays and whatnot? We heard September, then we heard October. Now I'm here in November. Who knows? Uh, I agree with you to some point that yeah, it would be weird for them to restructure everything with Legends of Valhalla. But honestly, I feel like the gas is out of the tank on that one. I feel yes. like. Any momentum it had from Expo last year is slowed down to a trickle. And there's not much more else you can say well, for that. I mean, it has been a year. It has been an entire year that Legends yeah. of Valhalla has been out. But it was, they announced the Legends of Valhalla before Expo. It wasn't announced at Expo. And it was just the first time that people had a chance. Well, the game was originally like out and about in, in a completely different version. But it's, I mean, it, Expo was really the first chance for people to touch the American pinball version. Of, of Valhalla and I just I don't know I I mean don't get me wrong David Fix has been on a lot of podcasts talking about how he wants to have two three games out a year technically they haven't released a new game this entire year so if they're going to squeeze at least one in I'm I mean I'm with you I'm I am all in on Galactic Tank Force you you obviously listen to Triple Drain we're <laughs> we're hyped we're ready to go you know why not um but I would be uh, to be honest I would be very jealous if if Galactic Tank Force was actually at Expo. I just, me personally, I'm not going to get my hopes up that American Pinball is going to reveal something new there. If they do, awesome. I mean, big thumbs up for me, but I'm just, I'm not going to go in expecting it, if that makes sense. I get you. Um, yeah. And it's weird because I feel like right now the pie is ready for the taking and Americans up to bat. Yeah. Because it, it blows my mind. I thought I would never say this, but there has been a gap left by Stern and JJP with two IPs that I would have never said they're going to fail. And I'm not saying that Bond has failed and, and, and Toy Story has failed. They, have, they haven't met expectations, in my opinion. They should have been yeah. sold out, no questions asked, got all the money off the table. And I feel like it's just been lackluster with both of them, whether it be the reveals, whether it be the actual product of the game. And so American has quite the opportunity right now, right now to fill this gap where people are feeling really anxious of that 2022 has not been fantastic for pinball reveals. So yeah. Yeah. American, maybe they're smart. If, if they're not ready, why show it and lose that momentum? They need to strike when the iron's hot and be able to give product to the people that want it. then, because we'll see another, we'll see another bond. You know, I, I've been talking to multiple distributors that have just said, the the want for it has just died off well and they're selling yeah. more godzillas and stuff than they are bond well there's just it's it's the unknown it's the fact yep. that it, it came out with very little i mean support behind it of you know a lot of distributors have a lot of we don't know we don't know what you know when it's coming out what's in like there's just there's so much uncertainty there how far the code is they don't they don't have answers the stream you know stern's usually very good about streaming the game within you know less than a week of the game reveal and here we are at almost a month so it's just 
I'm with you in Legend of Valhalla. It took a long time. They, you know, they said they sold out of their LE edition of it, you know, in 24 hours, but yet it took forever to get those games out and, and they've just been trickling out. So it's, it's just, is, is American pinball in a situation where they're ready to start producing a new game? I don't know. I hope so. I would love it. I'd love it if they've had, you know, they already have games and boxes ready to go. Um, but it is very clear that if you're going to re- reveal a pinball game right now, the hype is the strongest on the day of the reveal. So the, the, if you can give, I mean, the JJP reveal was really good. There was a lot of media there. There was good photos. There was good videos. You know, Zach, um, was straight down the middle, made an amazing behind the scenes video the, Joe Katz had a streaming video. Yep. The game was on location, I think either that day or the next day. So people had a chance to play it. They did everything right with the reveal. The only thing that unfortunately went wrong was it was Toy Story 4 and people were very taken back by the price. And you compare that to Stern, people are taken back by the price. The theme is really good, but yep. yet they gave no information on the reveal. And so, um, I don't know, I feel like there's just, yeah, there's a chance for what somebody else, whether CGC or American Pinball or somebody to kind of step in and just, you know, here reveal a game and as long as you're ready to make that game and the games looks good and the price is right i you could really sell some units right now if if you you could you know if you're ready to do that definitely yeah i think i think i think the iron's hot someone needs to take advantage of it and americans poised to do that but there it's a double-edged sword do you reveal early when the product's not ready like you said or yeah do you, do you let the the muffin keep baking in the oven until it's brown and crispy? You bake and bake and bake, and <laughs> yeah. people start to wonder: Are you ever? Are you even a baker? <laughs> you know, yeah. Are you even, are you ready? Do you? Um, so I don't know. We'll 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 really see. Obviously, if Galactic Tank Force is is next, I I just I'm excited about the theme. I think the theme the theme's ridiculous, but Dennis Nordman makes really fun games, really cool, unique games, and you know if they do it right with fun, if they make it cheesy, if they make it campy. You know, if Franchi's on art, the art's going to be good. And they, you know, if American come come out with really good LCD animation, I mean, there's a chance that this game really could be a lot of fun. Um, so I'm I'm going to have, I'm going to be positive on it and, and hype it up because I, I think it sounds, I, I want it to be great. I want it to be a lot of fun. But I would be, personally, I'd be surprised if it's there. But if it's there, let's Same. go. I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Well, and I'm cautiously optimistic. And the reason being is, Elvira's House of Horrors is fantastic. People mm-hmm. love it. You know, Lyman's Last Code outside of Cactus Canyon. The flow is great. The shots are fun. It's kind of an easier shooter. It's on the easier side. But the thing with Elvira was, I was told Dennis went over the top with a lot of the ramps and stuff like that, and yeah. Stern had to rein him back in. So the game that you see is really kind of trimmed down from what it was. So Dennis is known for really elaborate uh, really elaborate ramps and stuff like that. Look at Whitewater. They're fantastic. My concern is is going too elaborate and and too showy and then it compromises the gameplay. So I'm excited to see what where this is at. I'm hearing good things. I'm also hearing questionable things. So yeah. I I haven't really heard anything about it. So I'm just going to make it all up and say it's amazing. And, uh, you know, let's go <laughs> GTF. And I don't know. Why not? Why not? But I um, love how that's like GTF. Like, I know. It needs to be more like Galactic, Galactic, Tank, Tank, Force, uh, you yeah, know, something like that. I'm spacey. good with either. You know, why not? <laughs> uh, I just, to be honest, I've already hopped on um, eBay and I've Googled like 
tank helmets because if Zach gives me one of these to stream, I would love to have a tank helmet on. <laughs> and so, hey, if anybody happens to be listening and they have one and want to send it to me, I'm ready. But um, <laughs> there's there's uh, they're expensive, <laughs> and I don't know yep. if I, I want to actually pay a lot of money for a joke. But um, but anyways, uh, so American Pinball, we'll we'll have to wait and see on them. Um, yep. They are in Chicago, so they should have a pretty good you know representation there. And uh, I would expect Stephen Bowden to be there. Super nice guy. Definitely say hi to him if you can. And and Dave Fix will be there. He's a very nice guy as well. So definitely, um, you know, talk to them if you guys get a chance. Um, next up would be CGC. So Chicago Gaming. They're obviously in Chicago. Um, last year they revealed Cactus Canyon. So once again, that was last year. I mean, last year the game came yep. out on. I, it was either Friday or Saturday. I remember Zach with flipping out he had a flipping out booth and we didn't see him the entire day because he was literally in the hotel room taking orders and the le sold out that day and um so obviously chicago's had chicago gaming has had a you know that worked well for him so it in my opinion i i wouldn't be surprised if they revealed something there um i know between there's plenty of rumors out there, you know, shout out to Dennis and, and Dennis Creasel and his rumor corner with a collective gamers podcast. But the biggest rumor right now is that it is Pulp Fiction. And, um, and one of the other rumors is that it's a single level game. So this brings up kind of a, a real interesting side topic here, and we can dive into this for a second. But um, if it's Pulp Fiction and it is a single level play field, that's unique. But I also think it's funny that spooky which we're going to talk about shortly is now reproducing tna which is a single level play field and stern has hinted that the the um keith or i think they've even said that the keith elwin um 60th anniversary bond which is which hasn't been revealed yet is a single level game so here we are you know there's plenty of people that talk about pinball magic and mechs and what mechs are in the game and what are the you know you just said dennis nordman like he's known for his ramps well Take out all the ramps. Here, here we have three companies that are talking about three newish games or new games or remakes of games that are happening this year that are all single level playfields. And you know, I mean, um, TNA is nine grand, and I yeah. would guess with Pulp Fiction, there's no way it's going to be eight or less. So it's probably nine grand. And then Keith Elwin, they're saying they're they they haven't even set a price, so that may be twenty plus grand. I mean, what are your thoughts on these expensive? single level play fields and and does that i don't know excite you bother you what do you what, what do you think i think ultimately comes down to gameplay i'm not opposed to single levels i just don't feel like you get enough bang for your buck especially when you have a ton of single levels that are all three thousand or less but the code isn't there and code is everything right now i just it's weird to me that we've heard time and time again over the last how five years single levels just don't make money and now we have three in two months it just it's really really weird to me um yeah it just i was thinking back to tna was successful right successful for spooky they sold out 550 on the first run correct yep something like that and they wanted to do another 200 this round and they got to 100 really quick and then we haven't heard a single thing yep. so i assume they haven't hit the 200 so at best, six fifty ish, seven hundred maybe, and I guess the L ones at five hundred, limited to five hundred. So if the price is right, 
they could be sitting pretty, but look at Beatles. Beatles had 1,964 and they just didn't sell out. And they never really said anything about selling out. And then we had Joe Kamikow on the show. He's like, by the way, we're going to make more Beatles. And I was thrown for a loop like, wait, whoa, what? I thought those were all gone. He's like, nope, we're building more like next week or something like that. Right. Even everyone else was kind of shocked. Like, wait a minute, those never sold out. What What's going on here? So I think, I think it goes back to people will pay for what they feel like it's the most bang for their buck. Yep. And it's going to be really strange with this L11 because it's limited to 500. It's going to be exclusive just to this one model that we know of. Someone has, uh, I guess, there's been no hints. Sorry, I'm not going to say that they've hinted to. They, they've said, wouldn't it be interesting if they ended up doing like a Goldfinger edition? Because there hasn't been really any mention of Goldfinger on any of the other editions. And just do like a, like a premium version of Keith L1s. So it's available to everyone. But it's a Goldfinger style. All oh, decked out that I, way. I hadn't even thought about that. I was under the impression that if Bond sells well, that they would do another, essentially another limited edition of the Gomez Bond and mm. make that Goldfinger. Because I don't know. I mean, it really just depends on what the Keith Elwin game comes out like. And I mean, they've said it has, it's not, it's not going to have an LCD screen. So, uh, you know, movie clips and whatnot. I mean, it's going to be more directed towards all the different bonds. I, I don't know, but I just think it's funny. As a TNA owner, I love TNA. I'm a huge fan of TNA. So when the re-release happened, it was just really interesting seeing how many people were so negative on the fact that the new game is nine grand. Yeah. When the truth is, you know, use TNAs over the last you know year or two years have been going for $8,500, $9,000 or more. You know, middle of COVID, they were over 10 grand they were selling. Yeah. And so it's like, well, if the used games are going for close to that, I don't blame the new ones for being that. But people are like, it's a single level game. There's nothing in it. That's not true. I mean, every single bulb, every single insert on that is an RGB LED. There's, you know, there's three drop targets. There's two scoops. There's a pop bumper. There's a spinner. And then each one of those drop targets, because of the way that it holds the ball, has an opto in front and behind it. I mean, it's like you look at the play field underneath. There's there's a there's a good bit in the game, but sure. Does it have a unique, you know, sculpt or mech or a big wire form or a ramp? No, it doesn't. But you know, if you actually start counting coils and stuff, you compare that to like, I don't know, a Led Zeppelin pro. I mean, it's just, there's, or even, you know, Godzilla, Godzilla has one scoop. It has no drops. It has, yeah, I haven't even counted targets, you know, it's, but Godzilla has, on the pro it has the building even though it doesn't move but as soon as you throw two ramps in it you know people are like okay we're good because it has it has a ramp in it but i'm i absolutely think the keith elwin single level will probably have they've already said like a custom sculpted uh odd job hat and i bet he'll put you know there'll be drops there'll be spinner i think there's like three plus spinners or something i mean it's it'll have plenty in it and then pulp fiction i there's no reason you can't have a custom or a unique mech in the game and it's still you know it it just doesn't have a ramp that that's totally feasible so it doesn't bother me but i will i do know novice players prefer ramps i mean for sure they they're fun i mean everybody prefers ramps everybody likes ramps but there's there's no like just because it's a single level game doesn't mean it's it it's any less fun like if the code's good and the shots feel good a single level game can absolutely still be a blast i agree 
I think I'm gonna I'm gonna answer two of your questions or two of your statements. So I think the problem with TNA uh, revisited. I know they don't like it calling 2.0. Yeah, 1.5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think it's a rock and a hard spot, and the reason being is is when it originally came out, Spooky was doing a la carte, right? Yep. So it was originally what sixty five hundred dollars for TNA, but as you added stuff on, you could get up to that nine thousand dollars. So fast forward three years later. And they're not doing a la carte with this version. They're just like, we're putting the whole kitchen sink in. If you want it, awesome. If not, you're, you're going to take it or leave it, essentially. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the shot in the foot is. Because if, if Spooky came back out and was like, okay, we're doing revisited again, but we're doing a la carte. And we're, we're only jumping in 1000 bucks or something like that. I think they would have gotten less backlash. I think, though, this is just a, a line filler. And oh, for sure, yeah. And it's a lot easier to do a one-size-fits-all versus an a la carte. And so I don't blame Spooky for what they're doing. I just, some people need to like take a step back and realize this is the, the top version you can get of TNA. Yeah. And that's why you're getting the 9,000. Well, the but, official name on Pinside is, the, is Total Nuclear Annihilation Collector's Edition. So they, yeah. they're looking at this as... I, I, I get it. If they're going to make 200 of them, might as well order 200 of the same part instead of worrying. Because the way they did the a la carte before was it was they would contact. They did it in batches of 50. So they were just contacting the individual people and waiting for replies. And do I need to order this or that? And I mean, yeah, people are saying I would have preferred an $8,000 game with the stainless rails, no shaker motor, no plastic protectors, no, you know, like they would rather have the cheaper version essentially like the standard one but i mean hey that's the decision they made and they're not sold out yet do would they will they sell out eventually i bet they will and um i know with the new code you know tna um uh, scott just released the tna 1.5 code which is awesome because as a current owner i was able to download that and install that yeah and um it's just i i think they're on the line like i think they're being made right now um but do i think well We'll just finish Spooky. So Spooky's working on that. I guarantee Spooky will have, I bet they will have at least one TNA on location. I mean, why not? If they, especially yep. if they have some to sell. So they there will probably be TNAs there. There will probably be Halloweens and Ultramans. And I don't think they're in a position to unveil a new game. If you do, it would, it would immediately kill any sales that you have left of TNA. Yeah, um, they're not going to unveil anything. So that's my guess is that's what you're going to see there. Probably Halloween, yeah. Ultraman. And there's been a lot of talk, conversation about kind of a bigger revamp to the to the to the Halloween and, and Ultraman code. Maybe there's a chance that they would line that up to, you know, your first look at that at Expo. But otherwise, I would guess Spooky's going to really lean into CN, uh, TNA Collector's Edition and, and yeah. showing those off. And then to your other statement, CGC with their rumored Pulp Fiction single level. I can see it as a possibility. I know it's been a year since Cactus Canyon, but this is also the same company that takes, you know, year yeah. to, I mean, heck, between Attack from Mars and Monster Bash was almost three years to the date for the release. And then from Monster Bash to Cactus Canyon was was three years to the date. They, they unveiled Monster Bash 2018 at Expo, and then three years later, which last Expo was Cactus Canyon. But what you got to take into consideration with that is it's all licensed through Planetary Pinball. If this is an entirely different beast, it is a possibility they could have it there. I see it as a double-edged sword again, though. I see it as Cactus Canyon owners 
you know, the Ellie's are on the line and they're starting to get them out, but we still haven't even seen the code for Lyman and Josh Sharp. So are we yeah. going to see that? Are we, I know the people have paid for it. So I'm assuming it's still going to happen. I guess we haven't paid for it. They've paid for the game, but it just, it feels like Cactus Canyon at this point is kind of getting left in the dust if they release Pulp Fiction. But yeah, well, I guess they can do them both at the same time. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know how their setup is there to accommodate that. Um, we don't see if, many people doing explicit games. I mean, Guns N' Roses is probably the last one that we saw, right? Yeah. And if you have a Pulp Fiction, there's no way you're not getting away with PG ver- the PG version. Oh, of yeah, Pulp there Fiction, won't be right? an edited version of it. And it's I, I don't know. I mean, my my thought just because they did unveil last year would be, I think. I think it makes sense for them to unveil their new game. Like I, like we said, rumored Pulp Fiction there, give a chance to play. And then in, in my opinion, I think they reveal the lineman code for Cactus Canyon at um, Texas Pinball Festival. You know, like yeah. that would be a great thing to bring and save for that festival or reveal it before, you know, just so people have a chance to play it. That way they still, you know, if Pulp Fiction is their hype for this show, then that's that gives them some good hype for next show but um i would i would expect something i will be very disappointed if if there's nothing that comes out um because yeah cgc they haven't they haven't revealed anything this entire year the last thing they revealed was um yeah cactus canyon at last expo so um that's where yeah so cactus canyon or sorry so cgc and i think american are in a weird you know like it's been a while guys let's just please something um you know stern obviously we're like okay i really if bond's not there there's going to be a lot of people uh disappointed and then who else do we have spooky well obviously spooky i think i I, there's no way tna's not going to be there but tna's not a new game um but maybe it'll convince some people that have never had a chance to play one now if it and the fact that they're still on sale i mean there there's a chance that um you know showing those off and having those at expo could be really beneficial um and then who else do we got we have um well jjp jjp oh yeah yeah. jjp (laughs) yeah jjp will have i mean there's no way they're not gonna have toy stories they're they're still making them it's not like they're sold out um i know zach with flipping out said they actually have them in stock right now they're they're they are they have caught up with the original orders so they have them in stock so uh i'll be interested i mean there was a little bit of discussion of I heard that recently on Rumor Corner with with uh, the Eclectic Gamers podcast that that there's a chance that that JJP may be in a situation to reveal another game. Are they going to reveal it at Expo? I doubt it. They haven't revealed a game at Expo in a while. Um, they did reveal what was it Wonka at was that at Expo or Texas Pinball Festival? Do you remember where Wonka mm-hmm. was revealed at a show? Yeah, Wonka, I want to say was, I think it was Expo. Okay. I know, I know Pirates for sure was. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. right. It was, well, no, I remember seeing the Pirates, the Wonka was revealed because I remember seeing it was like a stream, the, like the owner's son or whatever, like did the announcement for it. But I will say though, that was their last two reveals of GNR though. And, and, um, Toy Story were so so much better. I mean, with the production quality of all the videos and everything else. Yeah. So, I would be very surprised if JJP has something new. Um, I just think they're probably going to lay into Toy Story more and hope more people play it. 
Um, I know media, myself included, have been somewhat critical of the game. Don't get me wrong. The game is fun. The game is a fun game. Yeah. If you if you if you understand, you know, this this is a very approachable game, accessible game. Um, it's a very well liked theme. It is a game that is missed in my household. I mean, my kids and my friends and family did enjoy playing it. So um, if there, I, I guarantee JJP will sell some because of people having a chance to play it on on at expo and having a good time. Um, but yeah, I, I think that might be, I mean, you obviously you have haggis. I don't, I haven't heard if haggis is bringing a fathom or if anybody will have one. I know Zach with once again, with flipping out has his, but he hasn't unboxed it because I know he wants to do a whole straight down the middle episode, you know, cool unboxing, yeah. but whether or not somebody will have one there, I, I, I hope I, I bet it, I bet that would be a fun game or if somebody brings a Celts. If you do see um, Kilts or Fathom, definitely give it a play. And because remember that that play field is not wood; it's wood, and then it has like a um, like an acrylic top. So I just if if you have a chance to play one, play one. And I'm very curious how the ball feels, if any different at all, playing on. I mean, have you, Josh? Have you had a chance to play either? I haven't. I do have a friend that got a Kilts, and they love it. Um, I haven't. I've the couple people Rochester collective has actually got a fathom and they're loving it they say it's some of the best quality build they've ever seen nice so i think haggis has a great head start i think they are just in the same bolt boat bolt the same boat as everyone else with the fact that production delays and especially where they're based out of australia yeah and they're making a lot of their product if you do see a fathom or a celts there i agree with joel get on it get some time on it Tell your friends about it because I think this is kind of a dark horse. I think, I think there was a lot of bad publicity here about three, four months ago, and they've weathered that storm. They're getting fathoms out. We just saw a Nap Arcade, whole shipment just left for Europe. I mean, these games. I think people are going to start getting these. Well, the ones that already have are loving them, and I think the people are going to start seeing these and go, I wish I had this. Yeah. And they're going to start tracking these down because they're going to be an item that is going to be selling like hotcakes. So So. this is me, you know, because obviously as a media creator, we, we do extensive research, right? I mean, we, we spend so much time, you and I, Josh, trying to, trying to dig up, you know, what, what we're supposed to talk about on our shows. And by extensive research, I mean, we go to nap arcade and we just see what, what, (laughs) what he's posted there. So, I actually just pulled it up just because I wanted to make sure I didn't forget anything. And I did. There's two things I forgot. So number one, American Pinball is actually bringing over a Magic Girl that was finished from Europe. Yep. Um, so there's a whole crew of people that that they they were able to, I don't know how many, I think there's like 15 or 20 of them out in the wild. I think they were able to get a few and they worked on finishing it, making it you know actually playable with working code. So American Pinball should have one. I don't know if it'll be in their booth or close to those. So if you want to have a chance to play a Magic Girl, there'll probably be a line because there's only one of them that's yep. going to be there. But but give that a shot. Um, and then the other thing I forgot was P3. P3 Multimorphic, they were there. I would assume they're going to be there. Jerry uh, was there last year with two P3s. And if you haven't had a chance to play a P3, give it a shot. It's very unique. It's it's unlike any any other pinball machine you, you've ever played. Um, but I personally, I, I have fun on them. I, I like the way the flippers flip and how they feel. And it's just, it's a very cool, unique experience. So do what you can to go out of your way and make sure you play one. My guess is he'll have a weird owl there and probably yeah. like a heist. Um, 
I would be very surprised. Uh, Jerry released a whole new letter. I think it was today basically saying they, they have increased staffing, but they still are very behind on producing the different full weird Al machines and the weird Al yeah. modules, but they are still designing new games. And, a, and a, so it wouldn't surprise me if, I don't know, maybe sometime next year they re, they release their next game, even though they, they may not even be caught up with the weird Al stuff. So, um, yeah, give that a shot and, and, and have a chance to play that on location. But yep. I don't know. You've, and, yeah, go for I it. I was going to say, if you haven't played one of these P3s, it's definitely a different experience. I think it's more on the positive side, too. I think this is a really cool system. Um, I think the price barrier is, is the only thing that really holds people back on this one. Um, I think once you play Weird Al, though, you'll go, wow, this is this is definitely something unique and very special. And I doubt it's the future of pinball, but I think it's going to be a cool subset of pinball. Mm-hmm. And I think Jerry has carved out a really cool area of the industry for himself. And if they keep it up, I don't see why not. They why they can't be uh, a, a, one of the top five contenders in the pinball industry. Well, you you say the price of entry is what's what really hurts and it's just funny because yeah to get a p3 with a module you're looking at what like 11 or twelve thousand dollars total yeah. or maybe it's less than that but it's just it's insane now i mean like a stern pro is now seven grand it's just yeah. so it's that price of entry is getting it it's still high but it's feeling when you compare to other options not as crazy um but yeah, so here we are once again relying on Nap Arcade. I just real did a quick browse, and the only other thing, Pinball Brothers. Pinball Brothers is obviously they're making Alien. If you see yep. an Alien there, I know Queen Do you think Taker have Queen had them there. I don't know. That's something. I mean, it's they're officially revealed, but I'm pretty sure if it was going to be there, it probably would have already been hyped, um, just to try to get more people to come. But definitely, you know, check out the Coin Taker booth. Uh, there should, I would guess would be aliens. If there are a queen, that would be awesome. I mean, that would be the first chance that anybody really has a chance to play one. Um, other things, home pin obviously has announced, um, spinal, spinal tap, tap. But, I, oh. but I highly doubt that's going to be there. Um, that's not going to happen. And I would guess, um, who is it? Dutch pinball is making big Lebowski still. Maybe yeah. there'll be one or two there. I, I don't know, but I haven't heard anything official about that either. So all games that you're probably, you know, that are all technically new um, and being produced. And, you know, if you see one, you know, wait in line, it's worth it to wait in line yep. and, and and put a game or two on them. But yeah, I think that's when it comes to Expo itself. I think that might be it. Do you think I forgot anything? No, I think you're you're pretty spot on with with all the manufacturers that'll be there and, and catching up with everything that's going to be going on. I know that on Super Awesome Pinball Show, Franchi and Fix, did kind of give an update of what Expo is going to be like this year. Last year, if you remember, there was like a free play area and then there was a half, there was a wall right down the middle and the other side was the vendor and the vendor didn't show like open up to like five in the afternoon Yeah, and then closed at 10. Uh, Fix said this year they have mixed and mingled. So it's going to be free play and just like at Texas Pinball Festival, you're going to walk through the whole festival, right? You're going to walk through the whole Expo and you can enjoy all of it instead Good. of having to wait till five. I think that's really awesome. I think that's, that's a great step forward into what Expo needs to become. I think last year, I, here's the problem. COVID happened. Expo was in an old location. It moved into a new location. A lot of people had joined the hobby in that two and a half years that everything had been shut down. And then they go to Expo in this new location. Burke's not used to it. Norse fix. 
and they were trying to fill out what they should do. And I think a lot of people gave him a harsh uh, evaluation based off of that because it, it's like retesting the waters, right? They, yeah, they've been doing this for 30 plus years, but it's a whole different beast when you move to a new location and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Obviously, they've taken that reaction, that feedback, and they've, they've made it better for Expo this year. Obviously, it's like the proof's in the pudding. So we'll see when we go. Well, when I go, you'll be on a family vacation. But I, know. I, I think Expo is going to be all, the standards are going to be a lot better this year. And I think a lot of people's expectations are going to be met this year based off what was just said in that episode. Yeah, I would I would expect it to be better this year than last just because, yeah, new location, getting used to it, evolving. I mean, it sounds like they listened to a lot of the criticism and feedback. But to be honest, I mean, what I enjoyed about Expo was the people and the people should be consistent. And, yep. you know, if there are new games there, a chance to play those. Um, you know, when I did compare Chicago Pinbox though, to Texas, sure, Texas had a much better um, assortment of, you know, games that weren't new, older games, a bunch of other cool stuff. Um, but, you know, I would love to see Chicago step up in that area. And I mean, you know, I'm going to be jealous regardless. I know I'm going to miss it. And I hope it's awesome. I hope it's even better than it was last year. Um, one other random shout out would be Pinball Olympics. Unfortunately, Pinball Olympics. Um, I know we've both talked about these on our separate podcast. Pinball Olympics, it's an offsite thing. It's an afternoon. It's a Saturday afternoon. It's at Banger Jay's house. Um, and it's insane. It's so much fun. I know all the tickets are sold out. If you happen to have a friend or somebody that says, Hey, I got a ticket to this and I can't use it, do it. I mean, just it is, it was probably the highlight of my trip. If not, try to make a note or a mental note for next year, you know, get on those and buy those tickets before, before they're sold out because it is a blast. So Banger J, his friends, I know Scott Denise is involved in all those and some of the pinball life guys. I mean, it is incredible. It's so much fun. Well, and if you really, really want to do Pinball Olympics, I know I have my ticket. Scott has his. Um, come talk to us if you couldn't get a hold of a ticket. We know who puts that on. I know we say Banger Jay's house, but there's actually a couple people that help put on the event. Uh, I don't want to give out their name yeah. on a podcast because then everyone's going to start rushing them and they're going to be like, what the heck, Josh? Just come to us at Expo and, and we can see if we can help you work something out or, direct, or put you in the right direction if you really yeah. want to be there. It's incredible. I, it is incredible. I'm excited for it. I was nervous because it takes up a good chunk of your Saturday. It starts at noon. It's done by it says by four. It won't be done by four. You're you're probably going to be out there at five. Back at Expo at six or seven. Yeah, it was well worth it. If I go to Expo, I will do that every year. I, yep. It's it is so much fun. But um, but yeah, there's one other. I mean, Josh, one of the main reasons I wanted to get you on is um, there's one more thing that's going on at Expo. I know hopefully other people have, or people have heard about this on other shows, but. Um, Josh, you are, are heading up a, um, a fundraiser, a fundraising event. I know you, you had this idea of, I want to stream for 24 hours and we we're like, well, how do we, how do we do that? And then we realized yeah. it would be a lot more feasible to do 12 hours. And so luckily you were able to work with, um, uh, Ron Burke and everybody that's setting this up and all this, that, that, um, you are, well, flipping the script, flipping the script is going to be a stream that starts at 10 a.m. on Thursday and goes to 10 p.m. on Thursday. Yes. And yeah, Josh, if you want to um, talk about it a little more, go for it, man. Yeah, let's let's talk about flipping the script on autism. Uh, back at Texas Pinball Festival, went to lunch with you and George Fisher and a handful of the people there at, at the Pinball Network. We went to get barbecue. And we started talking about my son was just recently diagnosed with autism. And we, for some odd reason, 
had all realized that somehow autism had touched our lives. And we kind of started talking like, wouldn't it be cool to do something to help support this? And then I got talking to Ken Cromwell from Jersey Jack Pinball. He originally did Special One Lit, and they did a 24-hour stream. And I said, Ken, how hard is this? And he's like, it's really not that bad. I recommend picking uh, a charity that you believe in. And that's when I was like, well, heck, I, I, I want to do this for my son. And he's like, go for it. And it was weird because it was like, before that moment, I felt like it was way too far out of reach to do. And after Ken's like, no, nah, it's not a big deal. Just go ahead and do it. I was like, okay. So all the pieces fell into place. I, I made sure I re- reached out to Pinball Network first because I knew that me personally, I'm more of a podcast person. I don't know how to do the the, the video and stuff. And so my first thought was, is like, well, how do we start videoing this? And my, my thoughts went straight to George Fisher. And mm-hmm. he was very gracious to say yes. And everything he's done so far has been amazing. And I don't know where this project would be without him. He, he is one of the cornerstones to the foundation of this project we're doing. And man, I appreciate everything he's doing, but it just, it kind of started falling in all into place, right? Like (laughs) we're, we're five months out and I'm like, this is kind of, this is kind of easy. And then it's like, as we've been getting closer and closer and closer, the, the heat has turned up Mm -hmm. and you know, I went for people that I knew and trust that could be on screen that I didn't have to say, hey, <laughs> turn down the swearing or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've talked to Drew from Poor Man's for years. You know, we we talked at Expo last year. He, you, he might claim it's the sloppiest pinball podcast, and he might seem like a dude just like broing out on the stream. But seriously, Drew is like very philosophical, not philosophical 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 drew is very philosophical and it is amazing the brain that that man has so don't let him fool you when he's yeah. when they're joking on stream and whatnot so i was like i gotta have drew on and and rachel has has done a lot of the stuff too with autism and helping kids with that and so it was just a no-brainer to have her with with drew and then i i was nervous on asking guests but Every single one of them didn't even hesitate. Keith Owen, Eric Minier, Roger Sharp, Josh Sharp, uh, our our secret headline guest <laughs> uh, is flying all the way from a different continent just to come hang out with us to come support this because they believe in it. And I was just was blown away at all the support that we received. So it, I'm I'm nervous. We're a week out. We started the auction early, right? We we. We had some concerns that were brought up about a silent auction at Expo, so we just decided it would be better just to put it all online. And ever since we did that, we had someone message like, well, if it's all online, why don't you just start the auction now? And then it can kind of gain some momentum before the 12-hour stream. And we all talked about it, like, that's actually not a bad idea. So it went live actually October 3rd. Is that what day it was? Yeah, it was It was relatively recent. But yeah, I mean, just the, the roundup essentially is I know... The goal is a, a, tw- a 12 hour straight stream. So if you're not going to be at Expo, tune in. I think it's going to be on the Pinball Network. Yes. Um, tune into the Pinball Network stream. Uh, I will probably restream it. It might be on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Otherwise, it would be just Twitch. But I mean, watch the stream. There's going to be a lot of really good interviews. I think they're getting a machine. So there should be some, some gameplay. 
Um, there, I mean, we're going to try to make the stream as entertaining as possible. I say we, I'm unfortunately not. I mean, so I've been involved <laughs> a little bit in the background, but I won't be there even though I mean, it just really bums me out, but uh, it'll be Thursday. So yes. Thursday is a day of travels for some people. So, you know, if you're in the airport or this, I mean, just, it should be some really fun, entertaining content, um, to consume and enjoy. But on top of that, there's been some really, really cool donated items. You can actually check them out right now. They're already out there. Um, if you, you know, go to go to Loser Kid, their Facebook page, you'll see plenty of links. Um, well, there's been a lot of the, the links have been shared all over. Um, yeah. But there's some really cool items to 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 bid on and every single dime that those items go straight to. Um, what's the actual um, the the program called that that all the money is going to? So it's going to Learning Solutions. It is an autism early intervention therapy center. And I've talked to Sarah Foster. She is the owner and operator of Learning Solutions because we had a lot of questions like, well, yes, this money is going to the center, but how do we know it's just not going to be spent, you know, on a Cadillac or, you know, yeah, frivolous things, right? And so I asked Sarah, well, like, what's the ultimate goal? Because we, we had talked about like, what, what should we put our money goal at? And we originally put 15000 And Sarah said, if we could do $25,000, I have 31 kids right now that cannot receive insurance benefits or anything of that sort because they are in the middle of the diagnose, diagnose process. If you don't know about the diagnose process for autism, it takes a year plus, and it is a lot of money, especially for those that are not capable of paying for that. So they get halfway through the process, and then they get hung up on money. Well, 31 kids are at that stage. And she said, if we can do $25,000, all that money goes directly to that 31 kids. And every one of them will get their diagnosis done and their insurance will start covering these therapies that they need. So when we say that this money is going somewhere, it's going directly to the kids that need it. It's not going to frivolous things. It's not going to remodel the place. Yeah. It is literally going to help these kids have a better life. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And and Zach actually on the pinball show, he he had brought this up and he brought up a really good point. Some of the items that are on there, you know, there's t-shirts, there's some very unique items, um, you know, like uh unique play fields and signed things and whatnot. But there's also a few items um that are just you know readily available, like uh, a turtle's topper or a set of Penn Stadium lights. And the truth is it's like if you're planning on buying a set of Penn Stadiums anyways. What's cool about this is you could pay the same amount of money, if not more. And instead of it, you know, just going to the, the like, whether it's going to Scott, the guy who makes pin stadiums or Zach, who donated the turtles topper, like this is just going straight to a kid to help them. So it's, it's kind of a cool way to, to still get something you want, but also the money's going to, you know, a kid and, and to potentially change their life. So I think it's a really cool, cool thing you're doing. I, you know, huge props to you for, for setting it up. And there's a ton of people that are, that are also involved behind the scenes. So my goal is just, uh, I hope every, I hope every item sells for a ridiculous amount of money. I hope you far exceed your goal and I hope everybody has a great time with the stream, you know, and it's very active and chat has a lot of fun and the guests have a lot of fun and, um, yeah, it should, it should be a great time all around. So props to you for putting it on, but I, I can't wait to see how this unfolds And it. I, in my mind, I think it's going to be an amazing way to start pinball expo because it's on the first day. Yep. I'm, I'm so stoked. And I, like I said, I am humbled by the community. I'm humbled by the industry. I'm humbled by the media. It, it just, it has shocked me how many people that I've asked that have just said yes without even hesitating. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I don't know if it's a testament to 
what Scott and I have built as Loser Kid. I don't know if it's just because it's a great cause and people are getting behind it. It's just all the stars have aligned. And I felt like there hasn't been really any speed bumps in any of this. And it's it's been fantastic. It really has. And I wish, I wish everyone that has stepped forward to that says they want to help, that we could find a way for them to help. There there's been a couple instances where where we just couldn't fit the what the person had recommended that they wanted to do with what we are doing. And so yeah. It, it just is what it is. But overall, thank you to this whole community, to this industry, to everyone. I, I I really am humbled by everything you guys have done for us. Yeah, I just think this is one more example of of how great pinball people are. And it's, I mean, we all are obsessed with this silly hobby. We, it's all a hobby that we want to share. You know, we want our we want people to play our games. We want we want to have fun with with other people and. The more that I've gotten involved in this community, the more I've realized how willing people are to help each other out. Um, you know, whether it's like, "Hey, I want to go pick up this game. Can you ride with me or help me move it or do whatever?" And yeah. so it's it's amazing when these different streams come up or different you know fundraising events come up that people just immediately step in because we, we all we all love this hobby. We all love you know these silly games that we play, and we all you know essentially love each other because of it. So I I think it's awesome. I'm 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 really glad you're putting it together, and I can't wait to see um, its success. And yeah, I like I said, great way to start off Expo, and should really just bring a really amazing positive energy into the show. Um, so yeah, should be a good time. Definitely. All right. Well, I mean, great timing. We're almost at an hour. I just knew, you know, this is right here we're we're basically a week out there's going to be plenty of people traveling or getting hyped and and stoked for expo and you know there's going to be hopefully there's going to be a lot of uh something new new games coming out that that people will have a first look at or a first chance to play um if not just go have a great time introduce yourself to some other people i mean everybody that's there that's walking around that show all loves pinball and you yep. know they're they're all nice um I can, yeah, everybody there, everybody there, I can say with 100% certainty, everybody there is a nice person <laughs> because pinball people are the Definitely. best. And um, yeah, if you see any other media creators, I won't be there, obviously, but Triple Drain guys, any of the TPN people, Josh, any, I mean, there's so many, there's so many great people. Yep. Josh and Scott, obviously, would lose your kid. Um, just say hi to them and, and have a great time. And uh, yeah, there'll definitely be plenty of Expo Recap podcasts that I'm looking forward to, um, to discuss hopefully the new stuff that we see and I mean, Josh, is there anything else you want to say or plug or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, two things. Uh, the first one, if you haven't watched the Roger Sharp movie yet, what are you doing with your life? This yeah. was amazing. Did you go see it, Joel? I have not. No, it came out yesterday, right? So it's. I Yes. Just... And my understanding is, is there quote unquote virtual tickets? And someone told me they've already sold out. Awesome. So I don't know if you can see it now or not. But uh, I, as soon as I found out that I could watch it, I went and, and bought the ticket. It was 14 bucks. I think that's very reasonable. I didn't have to fly to the Hamptons like Teolas did. Come on. <laughs> weird, weird flex, but okay, dude. <laughs> but no, it was fantastic. I was nervous that it would be very hallmarky. It was professionally done. The humor was on par. My concern was is... is I wouldn't be able to like share the experience with my wife or my kids because it would be nothing but pinball. It is a wonderful story that is about Roger and his wife first and him being involved in pinball. And it was just fantastic. Awesome. So 
check it out. If you can still get tickets, do it. It's worth your time. It's an hour and a half long. I highly recommend it. The other plug, Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. We're on SoundCloud. If you want to get a hold of us, we're on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, at Loser Kid Pinball. I think we even might have a TikTok, but I never touch TikTok. So there is that. But yeah, we'll we'll be up there. I think Scott's going to bring some hats. I know people are asking about the hats because they want the magic of Elwin for that tournament there at Expo. And uh, flipping the script on autism. Uh, go check out the auto, uh, the auction right now. 32 auctions, that is with an S, dot com slash flipping the script. Should be pretty easy to find. And like Joel said, there is a ton of items. We're adding items almost every single day. We we opened the auction with 40 items. I am up to 67 right now. Nice. So yeah. and, and you're more than welcome to donate. Uh, we will have to come to some agreements. But the other thing is, too, we don't take all the donations. Uh, we have had some interesting donations. There's nothing wrong with them. We just didn't feel like it fit the type of auction that we are doing for this community and for this event. So, but yeah, we yeah. had a, we had a quote unquote pinball machine donated a couple of days ago, and that's up on the website now. Nice. Uh, the the flip side American Girl pinball yeah. machine. You remember that coming out a couple of <laughs> oh, years yeah. ago? Oh yeah. No, I hope it and, sells for a stupid price. I really yeah. Do. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> and, hilarious. I think that is an expo exclusive, so you will have to be there to pick it up. Oh, you're not going to ship that? <laughs> no, we're not going to ship that. So, yeah. uh, Jake Danzig of West Coast Pinball Collectors and Pinball Investments is the one that donated that, and he's bringing it with him, along with his dog, Jesse, up to Chicago. So I'm excited to meet those guys as well. And uh, give a shout-out to Travis and Tom. I'm excited to see them. I really am going to miss you being there, Joel. I, I, yeah. like, I do think it's awesome that you're you're putting your family first and uh i mean it just it's gonna suck it's like it's, <laughs> i'm gonna miss my pinball family because yeah. you're not gonna be there so well uh tpf man tpf so tpf yeah. but hey appreciate you being on here and yeah i mean my my plugs obviously i this is the first time i made this podcast in a long time so just another pinball podcast otherwise triple drain triple drain podcast with travis and tom i do have to thank them for for I have to thank everyone for them. We did start a Patreon. We got some more Patreon followers. So thank you so much for the people that are supporting us there. And then we also released some new merch. Um, so that's thanks to Jackson Gee for making that. That's on um, Silverball Swag. So if you want to check that out. I mean, Josh, I think you actually bought a shirt. So yes, <laughs> thank you. I bought two. Oh, I bought dude. the Triple Dane, just the logo. And I bought the Hydra because that that thing's freaking awesome. That, well, thank you so much. I here's a Here's a secret for yeah. you. If you're going to buy something off of there, swag underscore again, they'll give you 10% off your order. So shoot. Okay. There you go. Yeah, man. The secret so, is out. You know, but, um, do that and buy your triple drain shirts. Buy two. That's how I bought two. There we go. That's awesome. And then obviously yeah, the flip it out stream every other Thursday and the pinball network. Everybody check that out for all this amazing content. But I think that's it. Um, I don't even remember how I wrap up this podcast. I usually with triple drain, I give Tom the last words. So Josh, you can have the last words on this one. I'm Josh Roop for Joel Engelberth. This has been just another pinball podcast.